0: It's a game. Game. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Jack. How are you? I'm great after a 4-2 Astros win in game one of the ALC. How are you? (laughs)
1: That's awesome, dude.
0: How are you? Fine. Let's talk. (laughs) Just baseball show, Jack. Peter Arum has uh, already had like a day and a half of the Arizona Fall League. And here's the thing about the Arizona Fall League. It's in Arizona, so it's 6 O'clock where he is in the morning? Yeah, so it's 6.24 a.m., he was willing to get up with us. He got up with us yesterday. But here's the other thing about the Arizona Falling. If you played competitive baseball growing up and you played, let's say, like travel baseball, right? You played full-time travel baseball with with a program. You probably found yourself at at one of those weird tournaments where everybody was playing like four games a day, three games a day. And if you started a game on Friday, chances are you were coming out of the bullpen on Sunday. That's kind of what the Arizona fall league is much expanded rosters, but it is like a glorified fall ball travel tournament where RM can go and watch three games a day, four games a day, not of the same team, but, um, I mean, everybody plays and they all play so close together. It's like a, a spring training for good prospects. So I don't blame him for being baseballed out, but, uh, I am ready to fucking run circles around you after that Astros win. Yeah, no, it was a great Astros win. They crushed the Yankees.
1: It was Justin Verlander versus Jameson Tyon. They won by eight runs. It was an easy win. It's not like, um, you know, there was runners on first and second and and Matt Carpenter came up with the chance to win and it was 1-1 tied for a while. The, no, it, the Astros blew them out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. It was a murder. Yeah, they crushed them. In a game that they were favored to win, they demolished
0: them, right? God, I just love how the tone changes. You, you send Arm and I a text last night in the eighth inning, and you say, any chance we can record tonight? And keep in mind, this is like 10-15. And I was just like, no. <laughs> and You said, I want a sad vent. So yeah. here you are proposing that you sad vent, And then you get your eight hours of sleep. You get up. You have your iced coffee. I'm having my iced coffee right now with how about the the JB glasses that my girlfriend made for us, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Peter's having his juice. So as soon as he supplies his body with essential nutrients to get through the morning, he is just all the way turned around on this Yankees team. Yes, it was 4-1. Okay. 4-2. You're 4-2. Rizzo bomb. Don't forget yes. it. Sorry. Yes, it was 4-2. Yes, this game was tied heading into the bottom of the sixth. And then it was Yuli Gurriel and it was Chaz McCormick that hit back-to-back bombs. Uh, Jeremy Pena hit his second homer of the postseason and Anthony Rizzo out of late run. So I'll give you that. It was tight for a while. Um, but the Astros beat the Yankees using the Yankee method. How did the Yankees just get past Cleveland? They out-homered Cleveland. How often have we talked about that? The team that out-homers the other team in the postseason wins. Yes. The Astros are so fun because they are a boa constrictor. They can suffocate you with pitching, speed, and defense. But if they want to out-homer you, guess what? They fucking can. And your Don doesn't even need to go yard. That's why I think this is the most dangerous team left. I agree. They're really good. Obviously, if you're an Astros fan listening
1: to this, congratulations! Your team is full of juggernauts. But what I will say is, if you told me at the beginning of the game that the Yankees were going to lose, I would have already assumed that it was going to happen. But the reason I was so sad was because I I, I genuinely thought the Yankees had a very good shot of winning that game. They had multiple opportunities to win that game. Josh Donaldson, could you look any worse? With yeah. runners in scoring position, the Yankees had multiple opportunities to win that game. And if you're telling me, Jack, that it was that close where the Astros scored their runs off Jamison Tyone, Clark Schmidt, and Frankie Montas, and it was a 4-2 game with Verlander going six, then Hector Narris, who's great, Rafael Montero, who the Yankees were a- were able to get to, even though basically nobody has been able to get to him, All year. And then Ryan Presley had to give you one and a third. Could he spin a curveball like nobody else? Yes. But did he have to throw a lot? Also, yes. And it was that close in a game where you have your number one starter against a less than rested Yankees team. And the Astros, which I said yesterday, would look a little, you know, they would look a little rusty rusty coming out of the gate. They did look rusty coming out of the gate against a guy like Jameson Tyone. Martin Maldonado supplied the only offense early on. It was the bottom of the lineup that killed the Yankees. Jose Altuve is still non-existent. Jeremy Pena has not only replaced Carlos Correa. It's just amazing what the Astros do. They let Carlos Correa walk, and then they have Jeremy Pena just come in and almost look better. I mean, what? He never misses a play at shortstop. At, at, as a rookie, in the brightest moments, he looks like a vacuum over there, and then he's supplying all the offense. He's got that double down the line. He had the home run. He just looked awesome. But it's not like Jordan did that much. The Yankees didn't pitch to him at all, so there's that. (laughs) But last night, I was sad because I saw so many opportunities for the Yankees to ambush the Astros early, and they didn't. But then I woke up this morning thinking to myself, it's Luis Severino versus Amber Valdez, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But they're going to win that game, and it's going to be one-on-one. So I feel good. I feel okay. I needed the rest because I'm glad we didn't record last night. I would have said things that I didn't that I didn't digest yet. Now I digested it, and I'm ready to roll, Jack. I'm
0: okay. feeling good. Okay. Um, what I will say is, I think the Astros. You know, we we all picked the Astros to win the World Series. Um, the Astros can win games when Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker combine to go 0 for 12. That's incredible. Nice when you have Verlander. It's nice when you have Verlander in that bowl. Yeah, but really good. <laughs> that aside, man, I mean, you could have yeah. Cy Young starting games for you. The 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 thing that gets me is is the depth that nobody thinks is there. And Martin Maldonado is a bad example because Maldonado is just an objectively not good hitter. Um, so I I'll give that run to just happenstance. But a guy like Chaz McCormick can leave the yard. A guy like Yuli Gurriel, Yuli is still leading the Astros in hits in the postseason. Armbron won the batting up. title last year. Yeah, he won the batting title last year, and then you got a rookie, Jeremy Peña, with a three-hit day. He was the player of the game yesterday. I'm
1: mean, not a real batting title because he didn't hit like 340. Like
0: we remember we talked about. Yeah, he led the American League. In he batting led the, league. the yes, exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> didn't he didn't get a batting he was like title. like 319 or something. <laughs> yeah, not a batting um, title. No, but man, Altuve 0 for three. Alvarez 0 for two with a couple of walks. Bregman 0 for three with a walk. Kyle Tucker, 0-4, and they still win that ballgame, if you told me that those four going into the postseason were combined to go 0-12 or whatever they did in that 18-inning game against Seattle and they still win these games, I'll tell you that, I mean, this is just a juggernaut that you cannot stop because even on a bad day, even on an off day for the top of that lineup, if they're still getting wins, Imagine what they do when that lineup is clicking. And I have no idea if Altuve is ever going to click in this postseason. It might just be a lost postseason for him. But you know what? It's only a matter of time until Jordan goes ballistic in the ALCS. It's only a matter of time before Kyle Tucker golfs one in this ALCS. And it's only a matter of time before Alex Bregman has that late homer that he parks into the Crawford boxes. Whether it be Game 2, whether it be Game 6, whether it be Game 7, Whether it be in the World Series, Bragman's going to do something. You and I both know that for damn sure. Alvarez is going to do everything. Kyle Tucker's going to do something. And if Altuve stinks, there's enough protection there.
1: Do you want to mention the Yankees? What about when Aaron Judge does something? What about when Gleyber Torres something? How about the Anthony Rizzo home run? How about the fact that Harrison Bader leads the postseason in home runs? Can we talk about both teams for a second? Or the Astros just going to sweep them in four?
0: Yes, so... After Aaron Judge, what was the next name you said? Anthony Rizzo. No, you said Glaber Torres. Yeah, Glaber Torres. He's had a great postseason, and Kyle Tucker are not the same.
1: Uh, not very good postseason, but solid. No, not really. One thirty. <laughs> He's having a
0: good post. but it
1: feels better than the numbers say. Is.
0: It feels better than one thirty. It
1: feels better than a three thirty
0: OPS. One thirty and feels better than a three thirty OPS are two totally different things, man. I'm a feel guy. I thought you were a feel guy. Uh, I I reach down and grabbed my plums. Shout out. Yeah, to
1: you're not a. Yeah, you're not a. You're not a numbers guy. You're a feel
0: guy. I'm no, telling but listen, you. No, listen. Feels better than a three thirty OPS. If you're a feel guy, the only number that you do look at is batting average. Right and one thirty is one thirty. It feels better than one thirty. So that's when you put the lowercase x in front of it. Uh, okay, well it's better than
1: zero for Altuve.
0: Yes, it is better than zero zero. zero. It's just
1: we're assuming Altuve is just going to get really good because he was one of the best hitters in the American League. But I think that we can assume that Glaber will have better at bats moving forward if we're just doing that. If we're just assuming I don't think you here, can assume that man. I don't know why not. I don't
0: think you can. Can we assume that Aaron Judge is going to start to go nuclear? We can assume that Aaron Judge is going to provide a spark. But again, Aaron Judge is hitting 167 in the postseason. He had a couple of timely homers against Cleveland. But aside from that, he was kind of strikeout city in that ALDS. Was he not? Yes. So Giancarlo Stanton is one of the better postseason performers of recent memory. Yeah, yes. Giancarlo will continue to be an anchor for the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge will provide the sporadic bomb. I think we know that. Aside from that, Donaldson looked fucking lost. Labor Torres. Send looks- him
1: to the moon.
0: Yes. Donaldson looks terrible. Not only he's guessing, is he-
1: He's guessing, Jack. He's just sitting at the plate, thinking to himself, okay, I'm sitting on curveball. Oh, fastball. It's all right. All right. I'm going to sit on fastball now. Ah, oh, curveball. Damn it. All right. 02. Uh, what do I oh it's by me already? Strike three. It's three pitches. He has no plan, no clue at the plate. It's abysmal.
0: The Aaron Hicks injury hurts more than you think it would. And I mean, John Carlo played left field yesterday. And he made a good play. Made a great play. Running back there on that line drive. I feel good about Giancarlo Stanton playing left field for seven games. Better than
1: Aaron Hicks. Have you seen Aaron Hicks make one good play? Jekyllis Stanton, first time in months playing out there, makes a good play. I haven't seen Aaron Hicks good play in months. First time in
0: months playing in left field is the ALCS. how do you do? You watched the fine. game, how do, you do? he do? He's fine, great. but he was not tested very much. He got Matt tested. Carpenter was the- Matt Carpenter was the DH. He went 0 for 4 with four punch-outs. Um, I watched what he said post-game. He said, yeah, obviously didn't play well, but uh, I guess taking a positive away from this, I saw a lot of pitches. He did not see a, a lot of pitches a, at the end of the season. A- and I saw uh, John Boy tweet, you know, if they just activated him for the four games against Texas, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He, hindsight's twenty twenty, okay? Like, you don't – if they activated him or not, I don't know if it's a different story here. I just saw a totally outmatched Matt Carpenter yesterday. As did I. It looked like all the magic was sucked out of the bottle. Um, Carpenter 0 for 4 with four punch-outs. Donaldson 0 for 3 with a walk and three punch-outs. And then 7, 8, and 9 all had multiple Ks. Harrison Bader did hit that home run. Shout out Bader. But two punch-outs for Bader, two punch-outs for Trevino, and two punch-outs for Isaiah Conner-Falefa. Boone said he liked the overwhelmingly right-handed lineup against Justin Verlander in game one. I assume IKF gets the nod again today with Framber on the mound as a lefty, but when do you make the move back to Oswaldo
1: Cabrera? When do you make the move to Oswald Peraza, who should be playing shortstop, and then put maybe, or you could put put Oswaldo Cabrera in left, D.H. Stanton, Peraza at short, So then IKF and Carpenter out of the lineup. Bench Donaldson. Who's going to play third? IKF. You'd rather have IKF at third than Josh Donaldson? Yes. Josh Donaldson, while being a good defender, scares me. He always double clutches, and it's like that. IKF, you move him over to third. He's much better defender at third than he is at shortstop. And IKF is, is at least putting the bat on the ball. I mean, IKF is hitting 267 with a 620 OPS. Is that good? Not particularly, but it's better than Josh Donaldson is. And Josh Donaldson sits right in the middle of the lineup and just kills momentum like he did in the other game. I would bench him. I would. You want my lineup? I got IKF at third, Peraza at short, Oswaldo Cabrera in left, DH Stanton. It's a better defensive team, more opportunity to put the ball in play. You have more speed. You're more dynamic. You already got the big boppers. You got Rizzo. You got Judge. You got Stanton. You don't need a guy like Donaldson just killing momentum. I don't
0: even like him. I don't like him. Nobody fucking likes him. I don't like him. Nobody does. All right. Trevino, Trevino's 067 of the postseason. Not ideal. Higgy or Trevino? Trevino.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Higgy is a worse hitter than he is. And Trevino is the best
0: pitch framer in baseball. How do you feel after your blood pressure was presumably sky high watching Jamison tie on four and a third, four hits, three walks, no strikeouts, and one run to <laughs> okay, so show for the Astros? The, all right, the box score. I even looked at the box
1: after the game. I was like, that box score looks like it sucks. But he he pitched better than oh, that. Man, one run is one run. <laughs> one run is one run. Look at the ERA. What was, what was the ERA from that start? We had a 6-2-3. How is it a 6-2-3? No. But oh, that's, that's he had his, Yeah. That's, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. Um, no, I thought he pitched pretty well. I thought he pitched better than I think a lot of people thought. Jamison Tyon would pitch in game one against the Astros. I thought he performed pretty well. He kept the Yankees in the game. That's all you can ask, right? It's Jamison Tyon versus Justin Verlander, and they were locked at one through his outing. Solid. You kept them in the game against a guy like Verlander. And Verlander looked a little shaky to start. And then he dominated the Yankees, made them his father like he always does. That's why I had the Yankees series price. I, I was like, there's a solid chance that they lose in game one. But I think they're going to win in game two. You're going to hear it on not gambling advice. Spoiler alert. One of my plays is going to be on the New York side. They're going to win this game in game
0: two. And we'll see you in New York for game three. So I will say Tyon made this a game for a lot longer than I was expecting him to. So kudos to okay. Tyon. But we talked about the decimated bullpen after no off day on the travel day and Lewizica going two, Holmes going one. The guys they ran out after him, Clark Schmidt in a tie game. That hurt. Yeah. Trevino, Montas, and Castro. Yeah, Clark Schmidt. PSA 10. For 9.5.
1: I looked on eBay. I think it's worth four dollars. It's a nine out of ten.
0: Oh, it's a nine out of ten. Broke. Yeah, I'm just
1: gonna use this as a coaster now.
0: But (laughs) but we knew that they were not gonna run out a a top-flight bullpen. We knew they were not gonna run out their their A team out of the pen because Wandy Peralta threw pretty much every day in that ALDS. Probably weren't gonna use him, definitely weren't gonna use Levisga, definitely weren't gonna use Holmes. And you know what? This game never got out of hand. Credit to the Yankees for it never getting out of hand, but they were behind after Clark Schmidt. So what do they do? They go to a starter that was having shoulder issues at the end of the year, and yeah, he allows a homer. But say la vie, man. Um, I think Boone did an actually a pretty good job managing this pitching staff in Game One.
1: Did a great job. Didn't use any of the high leverage relievers while the Astros used their three best guys. Use Clark Schmidt. He couldn't keep the lead um he got that huge double play um but then he got run up on by a couple of home runs happens um i just think at this point clark schmidt is that middle reliever when you're losing i just i can't put him in high leverage situations anymore he's just not ready um you know he was he was bred as a starter and you're using him as like this middle reliever in tough spots for him i just don't think especially against offenses like houston that That's the goal. Lou Trevino is awesome, though. I mean, hasn't a lot of run in the postseason. Um, It was good to see him out there, get those two outs, uh, get that strikeout. But then Frankie Montas, I mean, are you kidding me? Nice deadline acquisition, Yankees. I mean, I wanted him. I wanted him a lot. I think he could be even good next year. But currently, as we're sitting right here on, what's today's date? October 20th, Frankie Montas is a liability in the bullpen. What is that? I mean, he looked terrible. Even his stuff, even when he got out, it just looks bad.
0: Yeah, and shoulders are not good for that. Shoulders they're not very stuff. good for that. No, shoulders diminish stuff, shoulder issues diminish stuff. Yeah. So I I just want to go back to one thing real quick. You said that Houston used their best three guys in Nerys Montero, and Presley. Still well rested is Ryan Stanek, Brian Abreu, Hunter Brown, uh, Luis Garcia, Jose Arquidi.
1: I didn't say they don't have other elite arms. They're. I just so... said they use three of their best. <laughs> no, you said you used their three best. Ryan Stanek is probably better than
0: Naris. Ryan Stanek is so fucking good, dude. He
1: doesn't allow runs. And Hunter Brown looks like a mini Verlander. Yeah, they still got guys. I. Ain't, it's not like, oh, the Astros are, they're done after that three day rest period and then they threw three of their better bullpen arms. Like Presley could go again today if you wanted to. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying th- they had to go Verlander than three of their better arms to win a four two game at home against Jamison Tyon. That is in it in and it of itself a win for the Yankees. see the se- series is not over. It is no, it's not, not over.
0: It's not game two tonight, 737, for Amber Valdez, Luis Severino. I will stand by my thought that the Yankees will not be able to lift the baseball against Framber Valdez. I, I think that Valdez, he he had a fine start against Seattle. It was certainly not to the standard that he holds himself to. I think that this is a great opportunity for Framber to bounce back. We know how good he is pitching in the postseason and pitching in high-intensity moments. And I think Framber does bounce back. He does not throw very many pitches above the belt. It's all going to be about thigh high, knee high. Uh, and I think the Yankees are really going to struggle to do what they do best, which is lift the ball and put it out of the ballpark. I do like the Astros to... It's probably not going to get out of hand at any point. I do like the Astros to take a a very small lead early and hold on to it. Yesterday was 4-2. I could absolutely see this game as like 2-1, 3-1 Houston. So... Framber pitched it against the Yankees
1: back on June 23rd, um, and in the first inning of that game, Giancarlo Stanton hit a three-run home run. Um, so, but then he really settled down. He gave up two hits in that entire. Game. He threw six innings, two hits, three runs. Yeah, but Satan so, was able to hit that home run. So that's the X factor, right? You
0: say that name, and I hear you, you say that date, right? Late June. I say, oh, that was definitely in the mix of his MLB record, you know, 23 straight quality starts, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, the Yankees actually won that game. It was seven to six. Um, the Astros went up six to three in the third inning. And then Hicks hit a uh, three run home run to tie it then Judge hit a single to walk it off. That was at Yankee Stadium. So I I was, and Severino also has very good numbers against the Astros. 12 innings, five earned runs this year, and over a larger sample, the quality of contact has been better for the Yankees against Framber than it has been for um, the Astros against Severino. Two pretty good starts. So Framber's ERA against the Yankees this year is 4-5-0. Um, Framber Valdez, also weirdly, home road splits guy. 354 ERA at home, like a 2 2 ERA on the road. Seattle hit him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees get to Framber a little bit. Will the Yankees it'll have to be by the home run? So that's the X factor. Will they be able to lift on Framber Valdez? But we're not seeing a frember Valdez that is coming into this game just otherworldly dominant. He can be hit. He can be hit. That's why, if I'm the Yankees, I'm putting some speed in the lineup. Give me some guys that maybe if they put the ball on the ground can beat out some infield hits. Then rely on the judge, Stanton, and Rizzo to hit the ball out of the ballpark, which they have proved they've done before. Stanton has that home run. Judge can hit any lefty on earth. Yeah. The Yankees are one of the best offenses in baseball this season against lefties. The Astros are even better against lefties. Seven twenty-seven OPS this season for the Astros against uh, righties versus seven eighty-three against lefties. This is the better split for the Yankees.
0: They're not going to see. They're not going to see a lefty until game four. Yeah, with Nestor. With Nestor.
1: Yeah. That no. That's all I'm saying. Like the Astros still struggled off and Tyon, and Severino was better. The Yankees have been crushing lefties all year. They've proved they can hit Valdez. And Valdez is looking a little shaky right now. He's not looking perfect. Will it be a close game? Yes. Yes. I still think Framber will pitch well. I think we could see something similar, right? He gave up two hits in that game. One of them was a home run. That's all you need. One mistake. I think the Yankees can pounce on him. And I think they'll do enough to win this game. Because then also following Severino, they now have their rested guys. You can go Lawizka, you can go Holmes, you can go Wandy. you can go Trevino again. And then you have Severino, who has performed very well against the Astros and has that chip on his shoulder. He's going to come and throw in cheese. It's a tough game for the Astros.
0: Score? I said 2-1 Houston.
1: I think 4-2 Yankees.
0: Wow, reverse of last night. Yeah. But also,
1: what if I told you the Yankees are plus 135 also? Yeah, that doesn't, that, that
0: doesn't register in my brain. Well, it registers in mine. I know. So there you're going to think about it, and you're probably going to do it. How many units? 50. What if it becomes caked? <laughs> uh, then we're fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, everything's a unit. We never go crazy. Baseball, anything could happen. But this is my prediction. We'll see. We'll see. Wow. You'll be hearing my exact pick on not gambling
0: advice. Hey, we're going to need a, uh, a Megalodon some point soon no we're gonna need a megalodon irresponsible no come on like world series megalodon
1: no a megalodon means i gotta put like a lot of money
0: on something and i don't want to put a lot of money on something because the the
1: playoffs is so hard to handicap
0: so if the megalodon is caked uh i'm listen i'm i'm learning my gambling look at you if the megalodon is caked does that mean that i can walk into the local starbucks in the west village and i can see you working there? Well, it depends what time you come in. I'll have to do the night shift. You'll have to do the night shift because you you got to get your gambling picks out in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand? Yeah. See, if I were you, I would pick weird hours because you know your your reasoning for being a barista would be that you lost a bet. Yeah, twelve to uh, midnight to five a.m.
1: Just okay. w- wiping the floors because <laughs> the Yankees didn't cover.
0: <laughs> the megalodon got caked. Yeah, Meg I saying that in a job interview. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> NLCS game to San Diego. Damn, man. 8-5 the win over Philly. Uh, Philly jumped out on, on the weirdest top of the second inning you could possibly imagine. I mean, it was just a rinky-dink assortion of batted balls against Blake Snell. They were up 4-0. I think. and then San Diego uh, puts back-to-back bombs on the board from Drew Rhee and Josh Bell. And then a five spot in the bottom of the fifth. They add one more in the bottom of the seventh. Philly gets one back in the top of the eighth. But all in all, eight five. They even the series one one. Um, Nola looked very very human and looked bad at at the end of uh, at the end of it all. Wheeler is better.
1: No, no, <laughs> Nola is so good, and he's still one of the best pitchers in the postseason. It was a tougher outing there for Aaron Nola. But that happens. I mean, you can't be perfect. And some of those earned runs came from Brad Hand, who just blew it through one of the worst sliders I've ever seen to Brandon Jury for that hit. I mean, Brad Hand just couldn't have looked worse. And that's the problem with the Phillies, is that if Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler and Rangers Wars don't give you six or seven to hand it off to some of the better arms, like Sir Anthony Dominguez, who's dominant, Jose Alvarado, who's dominant,
0: That's the thing. It's those two. It's Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado, right? So when you can line up and go Wheeler for seven, Dominguez for one, Alvarado for one, if you can go Nola for seven, Dominguez for one, Alvarado for one, it's who's beating the Phillies. But when Aaron Nola gets bounced before he gets through five complete innings, he goes four and two thirds. Then you hand it off to Brad Hand, who doesn't get it out. Andrew Bellotti, who finally gets the out to end the fifth inning. Then you got Connor Brogdon, David Robertson, I do want to give some credit to Robertson, you know, tried and true reliever, but then you go to Kyle Gibson to finish off the game granted in a loss like that bullpen is so top heavy. It's ridiculous. And we know that the Phillies bullpen for the last decade and a half has been the problem ever since they won the last world series um, with, with doc, with Cliff Lee, with uh, Oswald Hamels, you know, It's always been the Phillies' bullpen. It's always been they implode. I hear so much slander about the Philadelphia Phillies' bullpen. They've got two guys that they can really trust right now. I like the way Connor Brogdon throws. I like David Robertson. I don't have much faith in those guys. I don't have much faith if the starting pitching goes fewer than six innings. I don't.
1: I agree. That's the only issue here with the Phillies. They aren't perfect. The only perfect team left really is the Astros, um, but the Padres aren't perfect either. Um, but Blake Snell, you got to give him a ton of credit. That was Arm um, posted on Twitter, which I had a good laugh at. He's like, I don't know how Blake Snell hasn't <laughs> imploded yet from anger from that inning. Um, but then he came, then he came back and shut the door. I mean, that was. That was vintage Snell in the playoffs who came into that game with a two eight nine postseason ERA and 43 innings. Blake Snell knows how to pitch in the postseason. He knows how to weather the storm, allowed the Padres to get back into the game. Those back-to-back home runs by Drury and Bell really turned the stadium back on, turned the lights back on at Petco. And then they were able to just dominate from then on and it's funny the Padres are such a momentum built offense I mean I think in their in their game so far I heard it on the broadcast most of their runs have come in three innings they just string together hits and then it's impossible to get them out we saw that firsthand in the fifth from those two home runs they put up seven straight runs and then the game was basically over the Padres are a momentum built offense, which can hurt them and help them. It's a it's a tough ro- it's a tough line to walk on, right? Because if the momentum isn't built, they just get shut down. We saw it against Zach Wheeler. But if they can nosy a couple hits here and there, then the floodgates open and then it's impossible to stop them. That's going to be a problem if they can't build on that momentum. Like if they can't string together hits consistently in different innings against different guys.
0: The way John Smoltz put it at the end of the game, I thought it was great. He said, this was like a win-win situation for both teams. The Phillies wanted to get one in San Diego <laughs> and flip it around with home field. They did uh, San Diego needed game two. They yeah. got game two. That's why I bet on Padres money line yesterday. I was like, they will go
1: all out. They cannot lose this game or it's they're done. Like that was as an as much of an elimination game as possible. Yeah. Cuz you go down 2-0 going going into Philly with that crowd just yelling at you. Philly's fans of course saying all nice things. You know, nothing bad from Philly's fans? No, never. respect Philly's fans, you know, once you get a Citizens Bank, you get a well, beer's flowing. I mean, everything that comes out of your isn't going to be flowers. I think that's fair. Phillies fans. Naturally. That was almost a death sentence for the Padres. But they got one. And now we go into Musgrove, Rangers Suarez. Padres could take a 2-1 lead. I'm not exactly sure. There's slight favorites currently at open, but that game doesn't happen until Friday.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. How about Josh Hader in the postseason at this point? I mean, we talk about the so trials and tribulations of Josh Hader post-deadline. And here we are, five and a third innings, one hit. One walk, 10 punch-outs. He's back to being in the Edwin Diaz-Emmanuel Class A class. Just yeah, so I guess otherworldly why? dominant. Like, the follow-up question is why? And, and is it because he's getting adequate rest? Which sucks. You you can't rely on adequate rest in the postseason. I know. You're right. But I don't know if it's adequate rest.
1: I think it, it might have just been a command thing.
0: I it mean, I remember watching go-man. Josh Hader...
1: When he was getting crushed, everything was middle. It's like we – how many times have we said this, Jack? It's just the command. It's like when you leave things middle, they're MLB hitters. They're going to hit you. Now he's locating at the top of the zone, and he's backfooting the slider, and he's impossible to touch because he's tunneling it. It's up and out to righties, and he throws that slider right there, or he throws the fastball. One's going 100 with rise in it. And then the slider is backfooting you. You're done. You have no chance. And then no lefties ever going to touch him. And then the righties can't touch him. He looks as unhittable as ever, and that is so huge. But for the first time, Robert Suarez looked human. We haven't seen that in the playoffs because he's also been otherworldly dominant. I mean, that back end now of Luis Garcia, Suarez, and Hater when they're all thrown at their best, that is tough to crack. Really tough to crack.
0: That Nick Martinez changeup is also freakazoid shit. Give him a 10-year deal.
1: Nick Martinez? Give him a 10-year I'm a Nick Martinez guy. You'd be paying him through his age 42 season, by the way. So what? Make it 12. Round up.
0: Yeah. Brady's still playing? <laughs> Ew, why can't Nick Martinez be <laughs> just spewing change-ups? It's like the new Oliver Perez, right? Even better. Even better. Um. Yeah, man. I mean... I, I so, do like what this what this uh, Padres bullpen is doing right now. Um, yeah, what uh, kind of momentum can they gather in Philly? That's my big question.
1: Yeah, game three is going to be incredibly important. The, the Padres need to go in saying, first, we need to take at least one, obviously, or else they're going home. But... I think game three is incredibly important to build that momentum going forward in those next two games.
0: Because it's not Wheeler or Nola.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you have to win that game. If if That's Ranger another game.
0: if Ranger Suarez gets the win game three, I'll say Phillies in five. I think this thing it, is over. It might be over. But the Padres at least go in. Like confidence is a big thing.
1: When you're facing Aaron Nola and there's that aura of he can't get hit, but you just hit him. You have a lot of confidence moving into that game. Wheeler, they're getting crushed by Wheeler. That's why, like, Wheeler is so good. Wheeler is incredible. You know who's also really good? That Bryce Harper guy. He's a he's pretty phenomenal. good he's, I mean, He's one of the best hitters in the entire sport. He is just, his yeah. at bats, even when they don't even result in hits, they're no, so he's good. locked in, locked in. And when Bryce Harper is locked in, it's almost impossible to get him out because he's not always he's not just going for the home run. He's just trying to put the ball in play, and he has so much power and so much bat speed that he can do anything he wants with it. He's incredible. He's an incredible, incredible player,
0: one of the best hitters in the sport. I told you we were going to get a legacy cementing postseason from Bryce Harper, and uh, I told and you look to find that. And we're getting it. And look at this. Look legacy at this. cementing, he's the best in the playoffs. He's leading the postseason in OPS right now.
1: Like the Phillies have the best pitcher and the best hitter in the postseason currently, yeah. I think.
0: Now, we'll see what Musgrove does in start number three. Um, Wheeler is still better than Musgrove at this point, yeah. but but Joe has been so good. And, and honestly, what gives me confidence in San Diego getting this win over Ranger Suarez and the Phillies on Friday, and obviously we're going to get uh, much deeper into this game tomorrow, but um, the the way Musgrove threw in New York in the wildcard series, I think is very telling because – uh, yeah, I know no sellout in Queens, and I know that Philly is a different beast. But if you can pitch on the road in cooler weather like that, I think he's ready to roll.
1: I agree. I think he's ready to roll, too. It's going to be a great game. Padres, again, slight favorites. I'm not sure exa- exactly where I'll be yet on that game, but we'll talk about that tomorrow.
0: October 15, 15% off your Just Baseball merch, hoodies, hats, shirts, shirts. Uh, Performance Long Sleeves. Holy smokes, Performance Long Sleeves. Why wouldn't you? What, what are you waiting got? for? We got our Manscaped deal uh, in the episode description as well. 20% off your Manscaped order using promo code JBShow. We both got sent the Performance Kit, which was utterly awesome. Awesome. Um, what else?
1: If you could rate us five stars. If you're enjoying this on YouTube, why not subscribe? Why not us? us? Right? Give yeah. us a like. Let us know in the comments who you think is going to win today's game between the Yankees and the Astros. If you're saying the Astros, sorry, idiot, you're wrong. Now you're. Probably I going say to the I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, side with Jack, huh? Now we'll see. We'll see. Luis Severino versus for Amber Valdez. Um, we'll see how my mood is in a couple. Uh, by tonight, we also tonight? got Thursday night football on between the Saints Cardinals. I will be placing a wager on it. You'll hear that on Not Gambling Advice, but I will not be watching it. My eyes will be glued on Yankees Astros. And with that, thank you, everybody.